now listening to the Seventh Rounders. Hello, welcome back to episode 202 of the Seventh Rounders, brought to you by Vizio. Um, we have week three in college football, week two in the NFL upcoming. A wild week. It was the it was the first week of the year with both a full slate of college football um, and the NFL this past weekend. Uh, we all enjoyed it. Had a great time. Um, some bad picks, some great picks everywhere in between. Um, like we do, we're going to start with college football. And we're going to start by, I think everyone go through, um, you know, recap your locks from last week. And we can hit on some of the big games um, and then make our picks for this upcoming week. Um, I can start. I went 0 for 3. I got slaughtered. Um, it was just, you know, I, I got a little cocky after week zero, week one, um, and Vegas put me in my place. Not only that, it wasn't Vegas's fault. I just, I need to be better. Uh, I apologize. I know we have new listeners, IG account shooting up. I, I wasn't good enough plain and simple. I need to be better. Um, To recap, I took Bama minus seven. That didn't happen. We'll get into that one in a bit. I had a little, I don't like to, you know, copy terms of other podcasts, but I did have a lock battle um, with John Clemens on Wisconsin, Washington state. I was on Wisco minus six. Shame on me. Um, That was just me looking into a, a, a team that I loved before the year. You know, they go on the road, non-conference game against a solid Washington State team. I, I should have never placed that bet. Um, and then my third loss of the week, I took the under on Miami and Texas A&M. And I got to be honest with you guys, if that was if they played again this week and it was the same line, I would take the under again. I I, I don't dislike my play there. I, I don't know what happened. Um, I didn't have eyes on that game. I just saw a lot of points being scored. I don't think that's going to be the case um, if those two teams were to play again. Um, so I got slaughtered, um, but I, I'm ready to bounce back. Um, Dave, why don't you give us a little recap of your picks from this past week? Good intro, Chad. Um, one and two week for me, five and four in the year. Auburn minus six and a half at Kells and lost. That was a gross game. Uh, I... <clears throat> I don't even I don't even have much to say in that game. Just just a gross game. Auburn, I did live bet them, so made up for them not covering. Um, just live bet a money line. Uh, that's an L. Oklahoma State minus three in the road at, at Arizona State hit. I think they won by twelve or thirteen. Um, also a pretty gross game. And then Tulane, that was the one that really hurt. First of all, took them early in the week. Obviously plus seven and a half. Michael Pratt doesn't play. Line jumps up to plus eleven. Backup actually played really well. And score of that game, if you're just looking at the score there, very misleading. Tulane had a chance to not only cover in the fourth quarter of that game, but they were in that game to to win it. Um, just just a couple unfortunate turns in, in the fourth quarter. So one and two. Um, liked where my head was at last week, but got got to be better. We want we want to get back on the uh, you know above 500 here. So Johnny, how'd you do? Yeah, one and two with you. Painful. It looked like two and one. It really looked like two and one the whole time. Washington State, Chad, you mentioned um, easiest uh, wire to wire lock I've had of the year. I think Notre Dame week one was pretty easy too. Uh, week zero, excuse me. 
But Washington State, they're a really good team. That's a deep Pac-12. They get forget forgotten about. I hope to see Cam Ward get some more buzz. That's a good club. NC State, uh, I'm going to give myself an asterisk. I'm going to give you an asterisk, Connor, because I think you had NC State too. An hour, 45-minute weather delay completely ruined the, the North Carolina State Wolfpack. I mean, it was, I think, what, 3-0, and they look really, really sturdy. Weather delay comes. Shit just unravels uh, faster than you can throw toilet paper down the staircase and have it get to the, the, the center. It's like, good Lord, they look bad after that. Uh, I don't like Armstrong. I will not bet on NC State again. Um, didn't agree with a lot of their play calling. That was a painful watch. And then, uh, yeah, Texas Tech. Don't want to talk about it. Uh, I've tried to flush that one completely out of my brain memory forever. I'll cover yeah, that for us. So you got them too. We got fucked on yeah. the same two together. That's, that's how it works, doesn't it? Yeah, one and two. Texas Tech, man. I I had already counted the winnings. I counted a winning week. I jinxed the group chat. All around, just horrible outcome. Uh, another regret I have, I knew that Colorado line was too easy. My only win of the weekend. I regret not putting a billion dollars on that game. Um, they were just so much better than Nebraska. It was just That's one of those games you look back on and you just regret not sticking with your gut more. But, yeah, NC State, bit of a wash. Texas Tech, man, they've... Texas Tech has burned me twice now this year. They they are just they're gonna have to sit it out for a few weeks. Joey McGuire, I don't know what you're doing. I mean, they're up one with two two something to go, and they blow a seven and a half point cover. Just absolutely preposterous. So don't want to talk about that. We'll flush it. Um, before we get into unfortunately a letdown week three, we could talk about. Uh, we'll talk about Colorado and Nebraska first. Colorado, another impressive performance. Shadur Sanders, incredible. Jeff Sims, horrendous. Um, I, I mean, there was multiple people on Twitter saying he was getting paid to throw that game. I have no idea why he finished that game. I don't know who the backup quarterbacks are in Nebraska, but it is hard for me to believe that they are not better than Jeff Sims. Um, just all around outclassed Nebraska was. Embarrassing performance for them. Clearly, Colorado took it personal. I know you've seen all the videos at this point. But, yeah, I mean, Colorado, they're not going to get challenged until USC or Oregon. I don't know which one they have first. I think it's Oregon, but, uh, they, yeah. They get a layup with Colorado State this week. Then they finish the month of September, I think, with Oregon, USC back-to-back. Pretty sure. Is Colorado State a layup, though? I mean, I fully – 23 and a half point Cal- favorites. Colorado State put up 24 points on Washington State. I, I, I fully expect Colorado to win, but I could see it as a, a look-ahead spot with those two massive games with Oregon and USC on deck. Um, the rivalry I, game, Chad, too. Chad, rivalry game alert. Chad, they just, win that game, though. Chad, just re- really fast here for on the Colorado State point. They had three points going into the fourth quarter. Washington State scored 50 in the game. Those were 21 garbage points for Colorado State in the fourth quarter. There was um, there's nothing in my there's nothing to indicate. I don't think that they're they're going to put up much of a battle here unless Colorado gets big head because they got big noon kickoff for the third straight week. They got college game day going to this game. I mean, Deion Sullen, that's for sure. 
people are paying attention. Yeah, I don't know. I, saw, but, I don't know if you got the Colorado Nebraska game was the most viewed regular season Pac-12 game on Fox ever. Yeah, it was also there's also more viewers for that game than Alabama Texas. I saw so, conflicting number uh, on that, the latter part of that. Yeah, I never know. I, I'll be honest. I never know how they even figure out, you know, like if I have them on my third TV versus yeah. like my first TV, like how does that work? If I'm flipping back and forth, how does that work? Also, so, um, I don't know. Spectrum, Spectrum and their Disney, it was still out over the weekend. So like a whole massive, massive chunk of customers who – I don't know how they factor that in. Like, obviously, Fox was available for us poor Spectrum customers. We're back. You know, the tweets worked. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, I have a simple question for you. I also wanted to say, before we before we move on real quick, Colorado State's best receiver, Justice Ross Simmons, Rochester uh, native. So, just wanted to throw that out there. Where did, Where is he going to school? Do you- he was a uh, East High School player. Oh, okay. Um, yes or no for all three of you. Does does Colorado make a bowl game this year? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think they're an eight eight nine win team at worst at this that point. Is, that is I think they, I think they win six. That eight or nine I think they win six. Eight and four. Look at the schedule. They're obviously they got Colorado State this week. All right, we'll, we'll... I know the schedule. The Pac twelve loaded. It's the best quarterback. Listen, I look I they've been really good. I hate to doubt just because of preseason okay, perception. Okay. I think, look, I it's a great story. I understand why they're getting all the buzz. They are going to get humbled at some point. Is first of all, Nebraska might be one of the worst teams in the Big Ten this year. We really don't know what they are yet. Okay, TCU looks like they took one of the worst teams in the Big Twelve. Yeah, it looks like they took a big step back. Look, it is a phenomenal feat, regardless. But Shadur Sanders still got sacked seven times against Nebraska. Now, he's talented. They have some really good weaponry um, on the perimeter. Obviously, Travis Hunter's phenomenal. On the O-line and the D-line, they are going to get absolutely exposed at some point. Um, I I think six, seven wins would be a great outcome. I expect them to get three this weekend. And then after that, I think they can get Arizona. Arizona State and and Stanford are the only two gimmies after that, in my opinion. Oh. I don't know if yeah. they can knock off an Oregon or a USC or even a UCLA. I think they go eight. I think they get eight. I think they get at least one of those teams you just mentioned. I'll they be did, honest, and- man. People have been doubting them at every turn of the way. I think they upset one of the, the big boys. I think they do. I don't yeah. know how it happens, but they just got – I think health. The juice right now. It's health. Can guys stay healthy? You know, and they're so thin. Dave mentioned the lines. Yeah. I mean, I just – We'll see. That's a good I, point. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. yeah. Look, Shadur has been spectacular, like actually spectacular. How, how long can he? Yeah. First of all, can he hold up if he is if he is going to be under pressure all the time? Like how many times can he can he really pull something out of his ass? You know, um, I, I don't know, man. I think when they go against some of these better, bigger fronts, it's 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 going to be a problem. Now, granted. You know, I, I talk about USC. Their defense, I don't think they're very good. You know, I think when it comes to the Pac-12, like Washington State, UCLA, Oregon, you know, those are probably going to be their tough – Utah, those are going to be the best defenses they play. Um, I, I don't know. I still think they're going to get humbled at some point, but they proved everyone wrong wrong so far. So, I, uh, I'm i hoping Washington State wins the conference, by the way, just 
I did take a future on them. I must have had a few wine glasses like when we were doing the Pac-12 preview a couple months back. But uh, I did take them to win the They're conference. They're your favorite win total team, dude. They were my favorite win total team. Keep them coming in, boys. Keep them coming yeah. in, tubes. Do John, Washington uh, State and UCLA play this year? That'll be our game of the year, our two favorite teams. I uh, I can tell you right now I'm on Washington State's page. They get UCLA Saturday, October 7th. We may have to make a trip, a seventh-rounder's trip out west. In L.A. In oh, LA. the boys in L.A. can uh, be dangerous. Um, Connor. Uh, on, the, on the topic of Cher uh, Sanders, real quick, updated Heisman odds. He's sitting at plus 1,800. Started the season at plus – 12,500. So he's just shooting up there. Uh, we have Caleb Williams, the overwhelming favorite right now, plus 350. Jordan Travis, plus 850. Quinn Ewers and Michael Penix Jr., plus 900. JJ McCarthy, plus 1400. Followed by Bo Nix and Sanders at 18 to 1. Drew Aller, 20 to 1. And Sam Hartman, 25 to 1. Um, these are at BetMGM, by the way. I think, uh, the only guy worth a, a look right now is probably Quinn Ewers. I think he should be closer to to. I think Williams and USC are going to lose at some point, so we'll, we'll see. But pretty much how we expected the race to be shaping up at this point in the year, outside of the Colorado guys, I would say. If if John's right, Colorado wins eight nine games, and knocks off an Oregon or USC. Shooter sure the high end. yeah, and he yeah. should, assuming he stays healthy. Like honestly, he's he's been incredible so far. And um, I already see like Mel Kuyper giving him a lot of love as a guy who's going to be yeah, going to yeah, be an football, NFL quarterback. Highly, yeah. I'll tell you what, he made some. Like, it's some, a great story. Pro style throws in that. I mean, he he has a good arm. He's accurate. Yeah, he's, he's mobile, smart. Yeah, he's mobile. He he looks like like what's been impressive. That, that's what I'm most impressed about is like their, that offensive line does have holes. He's going to have to really dance around that pocket. Dan, like you you just watch him and like he does navigate that pocket well. And seems very poised under pressure, despite getting getting hit. I mean, he's, he, like I said, he got sacked seven times against Nebraska, which don't really know how good their defense is going to be. So, yeah, man, he's they win yeah. eight nine games. He, he absolutely probably should win the Heisman. Connor, while we jump into Texas Bama, can you do some research and figure out who the last Heisman winner was that his team had like three or more losses? Was it RG three with that ba- Baylor and like? 2014. I think that team won like eight or nine games. No. When, I believe it was Johnny Manziel. No, Manziel won when they won like 10 games, didn't they? I thought, I, I thought they won like they 10, won 10 or 3. Okay. Lamar I I, won. I think they were oh, in 4, 9, 3. Lamar as well. Um, okay. Texas, Bama. Um. Connor, you've been on Texas all year. Um, I, I I want to start with Bama. I I don't want to say they're dead, but this is now the third year in a row where they've had Bryce Young the prior two years. I just the pass catchers, the weapons, just are not up to an Alabama standard. Um, and this year it's magnified by the fact that, you know, Milrow is not Bryce Young. 
Um, the offensive line is obviously an issue. I will say there were times Milrow got out of that pocket early. Um, and then defensively, they just they don't have playmakers. Those Pat Sertans that you know. Minka Fitzpatrick that you've seen in years past. I just, there's something about that team and where that program has been now the last three years that is not what you've come to expect. I think, uh, I think it was honestly a scheduling mishap on Bama's part. Well, um, it was back you knew you had a new year. quarterback. I, no, I, I, but I mean, it's a lot different when you have Bryce Young coming in after he's already been there. I think. To expect Jalen Milrow and, and this offense to be at the standard of playing a top 10 team at this point in the season, I think was just a mistake. Obviously, there's limited things they can do. But, um, I mean, yeah, you effectively end the season in international championship run in week two. So, um, to be to be fair, kind of, they probably could. Yeah, yeah no, I'm not saying it's something that they could, they could change. I just think, in hindsight, that was obviously a mistake. And, I think they could have. I think this team particularly would have done well having a, maybe two or three lower stress games to start the season before SEC play. But you know, to win, you got to beat the best. So get it out of the way early. I, I actually thought that Texas was was just really impressive, and you know they've been bringing in five star kids for for years now. It's just been it's a matter of time before they finally had a, a full finished product. And I think Sarkeesian finally has one. Ewers looked great. He looks focused, accurate. Um, those receivers are absolute studs. And I, I think they have enough playmakers on defense uh, and both lines to uh, honestly compete with anybody in the country this year. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with what you said in terms of, look, Bama and, and also a couple things. One, Chad, I, I don't think Alabama's dead, right? They're dead compared to what they've been, like the Alabama standard. Like they could, they're still just looking at their schedule. They're still going to win. I mean, nine games is the absolute floor. They're probably going to win ten games again. Um, Jalen Milrow, yeah, he's he's a first year starter. It's going to take time. It's clear that they do not have the same just just weaponry in the passing game, and and Jalen Milrow is clearly not as advanced throwing the football as Bryce Young was. Uh, even Mac Jones, obviously two up. So they take a step back there. They can't run the ball, and they didn't really run the ball last year. I mean, Jalen Milrow was their running game, and he's a, he's he's a first of all, he's a phenomenal runner. I mean, watching him run, he looks like one of the best athletes in the field. Uh, but that offensive line, they got a true freshman, Caden Proctor, starting to left tackle. He got exposed by Texas, and Texas does have some dudes on defense, uh, and then. I mean, Ewers was Quinn Ewers was super impressive, like he really was. And you're right, Connor. They got some studs at receiver, and um, I know Sarkeesian's taken some crap in the past, but man, they they were scheming some dudes open, and they just had some. Well, felt like they had wide open receivers at the time, and Ewers was making some great deep ball throws. Um, it was a really entertaining game. Obviously, uh, Texas just kind of pulled away late there, and and uh, I mean, a ten point win. At Alabama, it's it's one of the most impressive wins in in recent memory. So, kudos I, to the I want to add too. People fail to realize that that Alabama and Saban they're they're almost cycling coordinators every year, every two years. I mean, it's 
it's not easy to just have a top defense every single year with new guys. I mean, I know Tommy Reese is his first year there. I believe the DC is in his first year. So, I mean, there's going to be learning pains. Obviously, we've come to just expect Bama to win every game at this point. But, you know, there it's not as easy as it looks. Really tough camera pan to Tommy Reese there in the, at the end of the game after I think Milro turned it over and uh, looked like he wanted to call his mom to go home. Dude, it was tough. Man, show- I told you two weeks ago the Tommy Reese hire was horrible. The just like biz. Miami hiring yeah. Josh Gaddis. Just stupidity. Almost panic. Wow, I felt a lot of personal anger in that one, Chad. I don't know what that was all about. Felt like you were ready to Sorry. call the Reese family up. Um, a couple quick hitters. Did you guys see the UCF-Boise State game? UCF won 18-16. Strange. Yeah, I saw that. The only play I saw was the game-winning field goal and Gus Malzahn, like, giving a we, sigh of relief. We, we might need to get Austin Woodland on that one, see if that's a college football score gami right there. 18-16 is the <laughs> score. I don't think I've ever seen in my life. I don't think I've ever seen that. JT, I did not see any of that game. J- JT Daniels quietly might have the Rice Owls going to a bowl game in that trajectory. They go out, they beat Dana Holgerson in Houston, double OT. Dana's got to Dana's gotta have the hottest Dude. seat in the nation. Dana Holgerson, he needs to be out. He's bad, bad coach. He's been a bad coach for about three years now. Yeah. JT yeah. Daniels, they, Heisman. Yeah. J, JT's making some – he's making some noise. Uh, I would, another um, ranked. Go ahead. I was going to say I would also like to shout out the uh, the Golden Eagles for um, getting the home dub against Holy Cross. Shout out to the Eagles. Oh, Why do you the call the Golden man. Eagle, man? They're literally just Eagles. No they gold used to be in the it. Golden Eagles. No, no. I think they no. used to be the Mar- Eagles. The Golden Marquette Eagles. is gold. Marquette is gold. We we have no they gold have in our eagle. It's just the fucking Eagles. The oh. the fighting Golden Eagles, Chad. Jesus. The fighting Golden Eagles. Dude, I'll tell you what. That that game was also delayed for about two hours. We come back. Holy Cross has the ball with a minute thirty left. Driving, we strip sack them. Thank God. But there was a lot of games late on Saturday. Really, really fucked with my vibes early in the day. Tough weather day Saturday. Um, the only other one, you, this wasn't talked about a lot really by anybody, and Utah barely beat Baylor. Baylor had just lost to Texas State the week prior, and Utah squeaks one out at the end of the fourth quarter um, to win that one on the road. But man, That was another disgusting another disgusting beat in that game. Yeah, my Baylor God, Baylor had the lead. Yeah. Holy hell. Baylor not only should have covered, but should have won that game. Um, they were up six Baylor, with two minutes to go, and they ended up not covering six and a half. Just yeah. terrible. Both both backup quarterbacks playing in that game, too, because Shapin's out for Baylor and Rising's still out for Utah. Um, other one I wanted to shout out, Johnny, about the Northwestern Wildcats. They were home dogs to UTEP, and they beat the brakes off them. Good, good look for the Big Ten there. And happy, That's happy for time. Northwestern after tumultuous yeah. offseason. Uh, game. Of you know that UTEP hasn't beat a uh, UTEP hasn't beat a Power Five team since Lyndon B. Johnson was president. That's a good fact wow. right there. Thank you for that. Um, but game of the weekend, UNC App State double overtime thriller. Um, UNC. Eh. Uh I'm trying to think. Was there anything else that that stood out? To I guess on the news front, Kyle uh, McCord officially the starter for OSU going forward. Any thoughts? 
I wanted to say something on the podcast. I've been very quiet about the Buckeyes for the last three weeks, previewing weeks, previewing the Big Ten. Um, they're just – they're not similar to Alabama maybe. They're just – they're missing something. I think it's actually a very good comparison with Alabama. I, I, I'm very nervous for Notre Dame next weekend, and if this was any other year, I wouldn't be worried about it at all. Um, they're just – I, I don't think they improved as much as people think defensively. And I, as much shit as I gave CJ Stroud, I mean, they're just not as dynamic offensively. And offensive line has some work to do. So I just wanted to get that out there because I've been very short about them thus far. Um, it was evident from week one McCord was going to be named the starter just based on how much he played. Um, obviously, significantly different from. Well, I heard throughout the spring and then even what they said before week one. Um, but that's fine. I, I think McCord's probably the guy that needs to start right now. Um, just a little, little salty about it. The only other outcome that really surprised me from Saturday, really surprised me, was was Cincinnati on the road getting the win at Pitt. Did not expect that at all. I think Emory Jones. People, yeah, I think a lot Emory of people Jones really – Emory Jones is balling, dude. I mean – a lot of people were really down on them coming into the year. Yeah, Jerkovic really had a had a bad game. I think he was like twelve for thirty. Um, that it was, was thirteen for thirty-one. Yeah, yeah, that was a really surprising outcome to me. I, I forget what the line was in that, but Pitt was definitely pretty heavily favored. It was minus six. It was minus six and a half. Okay, so not as much as I thought, but that would really surprise me. Um, other than that, though, I think we I think we kind of hit on a lot of the big ones from from this past weekend. Yeah. Should we we, we get got a lot of NFL to get through, so we're yeah we're gonna go rapid fire through these picks. We apologize, people, but week three honestly, there's very limited things to pick from. So just the games that we touch on, what we're gonna touch on. Dave's calling a timeout for no reason. It was called his first of the half. <laughs> I, would, I would just like to say, Chad and I spent extensive time on the phone the other night. The week three slate is rough, everyone, but but wait till you get your eyes on week four. So just just hang in there. This is. We're just gearing up here, right? Everyone is. It's a slow week. It's it's the calm before. The storm. It's, this is week three point five. We're week uh, we're we're in weeks two point five through three point five right now. Getting ready exactly. for week four. Yeah. So d- don't you worry. There's there's a couple games that'll catch your eye this weekend. It's not all bad, but week four is going to be a treat. So you know, just just want to throw that out there. Let's 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 keep the vibes higher. It's it's a we, feast week like week week four. So just that's the comparison I'm gonna go with. Go ahead, Clemens. I think week three's kind of cute, guys. I'll be honest. I, I it's getting a lot of hate, and um, <laughs> there's a really interesting game. Uh, well, actually, it's later than noon. So if you guys, if any of you have a noon game, um, please go ahead. I want to say I got it's not gonna be on one of my locks, but. I feel confident BC covers 26 points versus FSU on national TV on ABC at noon. But continue. I got a Friday game. Give me the Terrapins, my 14 and a half um, at home against Virginia. Um, I just think Virginia, they just lost at home to James Madison last week. I think they're going to be one of the worst teams in the Power Five, if not the worst team in Power Five. And um, I think Maryland is going to be a sneaky, solid team in the Big Ten. Um, 
I mean, Talia feels like he's been there for a long time now. They got some guys at receiver, um, big transfer portal team, and a little slow out of the gates against Charlotte last week. They're, they're nationally televised, 7 o'clock on FS1 Friday night. Um, I think Locks is going to you know try to make a little bit of a statement against another Power 5 team. I think Maryland wins this game by, by three touchdowns. So give me the Terps. I did want to shout out Mike Hollins for UVA. Scored two tutties last week after uh, he was involved in that that shooting. So that was a good, great story from last weekend. But I haven't seen Maryland yet this year. I'll be interested to see Talia. Yeah, I mean they played Charlotte and uh, Towson. So far. yeah, I forgot so. they were a program. To be honest with you, uh, I have a new game. dude. I, I, I real quick on Friday nights. I love Air Force. I will be taking Air Force. I promise you that they love a Friday night spot. I feel like they always win by thirty. Not a lock though, but I just noticed they're playing Friday night. Circle that one. Uh, my first lock, the new slate, and I, I, this is definitely my favorite play of Saturday. Um, give me LSU minus nine and a half on the road at Mississippi State. People have left LSU for dead. I'm fine with that. I'm got. I'm gobbling up LSU stock. I'm gobbling up Clemson stock. I'm gobbling it all up. Um, LSU still has a really, really good team. In terms of pure talent, you know, from your first string to your, you know, fourth string, they have probably one of the seven most talented rosters in college football. Um, Nine and a half is just not enough. I don't buy Mississippi State what they're what they're selling. This is a new game. Crowd probably not as involved. Um, Give me LSU big 20 plus point win. I um I looked at that one, Chad. I, I probably will take it. I've been burned by LSU so many times. I feel like though it's just they they, they always hurt me. Um Connor, I think I texted you earlier in the week. BC plus 27 and a half at that like three days ago when it first came out. I love that. And it's dropped down a few points. Can't take that as my lock. Um do you do you have a noon, Connor? I, I have a three thirty as my first. Yeah, I don't have any noons. I think my first game's actually not until three thirty or five. Yeah. Okay. Um, My first game, I got App State minus nine and a half. Um, Chad, you mentioned that game briefly last weekend. They battled the North Carolina Tar Heels, a North Carolina team that I think is actually pretty solid. I was first man out of my locks. I think I mentioned this every week. North Carolina minus seven and a half against Minnesota at home was my first man out. I, I think UNC's got a good club. I think that line's a little low. Minnesota's 2-0. and I don't know if they have the firepower to keep up, but I left that one out of my locks. App State plays a really, really, really bad East Carolina team. Um, East Carolina is usually pretty, you know, they're a frisky team in that American conference. This year, they're just straight up bad. There's seven-year quarterbacks not there anymore. App State. Should have won last week. I think they win big at home. In Boone, they win by by 20-plus against ECU here. Well, ECU had that uh, QB for the yeah. long time. That's what I'm uh, saying. He's, he's gone, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. My first lock. Um, I can't find when this one game starts. So just, just Okay, it's not until 7.30. It's not until 7.30. Okay, so I am in chronological order. Um, my first lock is going to be Washington Huskies minus 16 going to Michigan State. Michigan State program, I'm absolute disarray right now. Um, 
I think Washington's going to look to beat the brakes off of them. Uh, if I'm not wrong, I'm double-checking myself here. I'm pretty sure Michigan State went into Washington and beat them last year. No. No, they lost by like 11. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they, they so that's why I double-checked. But anyways, uh, basically just taking it, Washington playing great ball, really explosive team. Michigan State, I already thought was a bad program. Now you have this stuff with Mel Tucker coming out. Um. Huge distraction. I know sometimes teams can rally around that stuff, but um, I just like Washington to come in here and, and just absolutely beat the doors off them. I, have I hate a lot that, Connor, there. because I was I was going to take that as well, but now I'm maybe pivoting. <laughs> I don't know if I want to piggyback with you or lock agreement or, uh, or take something else. Dave, what, you, what were you saying, Chad? I'm due, man. That's all I have second. to say. I have, I have a lock. I have a lock in this game. All right, go ahead. Um, and this one stuck out because it's a 5 p.m. game. Folks, we know we have noon, we have 3.30, we have 7. Just to slide a solid game like this in here at 5 is like a good overlap. You know, when you're at the lull of the second half, 3.30 games, getting ready for 7 o'clock, you have this 5 o'clock game. So I, I love that to begin. My lock is the over um, 57. Washington doesn't have a good offense. They have the best offense in college football. Michigan State has put up 30-plus points, albeit against bad teams, but 30-plus points in their first two games. Um, I love the over here. I thought you were going – I 100% thought you were going with the under. 100% thought you were going with the under. Also, if you have – the only way you can watch this game is if you have the cock, which I don't think I have access to. So you're going to have to skip that 5 p.m. slate. Uh, sportsurge.com. I can send you the link. You can watch it. Don't Can't worry. be advertising that on here. That is, uh, that is an unpaid advertisement. That is just Chad talking, folks. I'm gonna, um, uh, before we get off that game, I, ha I had it circled. So you know you want to. You know you want I, it. Want what? Washington? You want Washington. Yeah, you want Yeah, it. I mean, I had them circled, so I'll stick with them. I mean, it, it feels... I mean, don't you think everyone's going to be on Washington here? That's that's what scares me. Um, but I just think with, with big Phoenix energy, um, Romeo Dunze, Jalen McMillan, Jalen Polk, like they have an explosive, explosive offense. I am not sure what to think about Noah Kim yet. Admittedly, have not watched any Michigan State football yet. I, I just – I. I think Washington's a really good team, and I think I think they go in there. And I think, like you said too, Connor, I think they look to make a statement. I mean, they're, they'll be in the Big Ten next year, so uh, I think this is kind of their their first chance here to to kind of make a statement. Like I said, so I'll I'll take Washington minus sixteen. Listen, I think they they are going to be a huge public side. But one thing about college football, especially early in the season, I don't get as fearful about being on the, the public side. I feel like at times, like we saw with Colorado last week, the books are a little slow to adapt to their preseason conceptions of, of teams in college. So, you know, the public has been right a lot this year in college football so far. So I'll, I'll ride Washington. Hope I get a similar result to Colorado last weekend. Got to hope. Former coach D'Antoni doesn't bring the doesn't bring some magic. Yeah, I did. I did see he's going to be on the staff. Yeah, 
Yeah. I would be weary of that. I, I looked at it and I was like, ooh, I can't. I can't. I need to see how this one plays out just as a fan. By the way, I mean, Mel Tucker's done, right? He, he's probably almost certainly oh, coaches last game. Well, he, he, he released, obviously, he released a, a statement through attorney saying it was all, all false. It seems like this happened a couple years ago, but in terms of just reputation, it seems like regardless of whether it happened or not, he's probably done. I mean, at yeah. the very least, something. If, if there's smoke, there's probably fire in this case. Is my opinion of this it. This also and gives um, the potential to, to fire him with cause, and that guaranteed money doesn't get out of that money. Anymore. That's a big yeah. out from out Michigan contracts. State. When I was, I think a few weeks ago, I said, "Is he even that good of a coach? Did they pay him too soon? They might have. This could be big for for that program. They get out of that contract. My second lock. I got my my last two are at seven thirty. Um, Excuse me, one to seven, one's at seven thirty, so that makes it easy. I'll pick the seven o'clock game. They're going out west. All right. This isn't uh, you know, they, they've done this, they did this last year. They went to the island, took care of business. They weren't great this year against that team from the island, but they just went on the road against Wake Forest, did Vanderbilt. Uh the Commodores lost by 16, but a really deceptive final score. They outplayed them in terms of efficiency, yards per play, different metrics. Vanderbilt outplayed Wake Forest, lost the game big, and I think this they're only four-and-a-half-point favorites against UNLV. Um, if Vanderbilt takes this week, and I think that their coach, honestly, is a pretty good coach, at least for Vanderbilt, um, clean up the turnovers, clean up some of these sloppy mental mistakes and penalties, go take care of UNLV before SEC play. This is, this is a Vanderbilt get-right spot, in my opinion, minus four-and-a-half. I think they win by two touchdowns. How many Vandy get right spots have we had in the past five years? Not many. I like you, you get one this week, and they're going to go into SEC play three and one. The heels of a big victory out in Vase. That season total was three and a half, right? Is it think three so. and a half, I think. Oh, I like that play, John. I, that I was, that was Colorado's. Yeah. Colorado had a three and a half win total as well. Um, Johnny, okay. we should have been on that. That should have been one of the losses. I know. The doors. I know. I have a seven. Well, I'm on okay. Okay. Yeah, well, you, you pipe down over there. You got two locks in already. You, you relax, all right? Relax. Okay. Right, uh, my second lock of the, of the evening, I'm going to ride the Florida Gators plus six and a half at home against Tennessee. I don't think Florida's a great team, but we saw them. Even though they played horrible, they suck around with Utah. Uh, they beat the brakes off of McNeese State at as expected, they're at home again in the swamp in prime time against Tennessee and Joe Milton, uh, who I I have not been that impressed with so far this year. And despite what feels like everybody hyping up Tennessee, this line has actually moved from Florida plus seven to Florida plus six and a half. Seems like some sharp money's coming in there. I will gladly take the Gators at plus six and a half, uh, and, and I think they're going to be a live dog to win this game outright. Love that. I I have a play in this game. What's the under? I'm the totals man. I'm the totals man. Give me the under. Um, 59's a lot of points. I watched majority of that Tennessee game week one against Virginia. I didn't catch them last week. The offense is good. I just it's not the same with Joe Milton. Um, and Florida is horrible offensively. 
this is in the swamp as hard as it gets to play. I I just see a super low scoring game here. Well, uh, Tennessee beat Austin Pay thirty to thirteen last week. By the way, that was who they played. Austin P. They struggled through halftime. They uh they were really not impressive. They that might have been one of the more bizarre, strange, disappointing single team performances of the year in a win. Like there was no reason. That and Clemson, the Clemson over uh Charleston. Yeah, State. but at least in the end, it was like a 40, 50 point win. Yeah. But dude, Tennessee just like yeah. did they fuck around the whole time? I think there was a weather delay in that game too, so maybe that went into it, but uh, inexcusable. Also, I think it's I think it's just gonna become abundantly clear to everyone that Hendon Hooker was a damn good college quarterback. Joe Milton is not not on that level. Yeah, the fizzle traits are off the tool. Maybe yeah. maybe he's even a better pro prospect. I don't know, but Hendon Hooker was a dude in college. Um, yeah. I mean, hell, Jalen Hyatt was a hell of a college wide receiver yeah. as well. Yeah, Tennessee interest. This is a huge test, actually. I think you know you get a. Florida team that everyone's really down on, especially after their you know first game of the year on TV. For some of us, uh, we didn't get to watch it, but you know Utah took care of them. What do they do this week? Against- if Tennessee wins big, I have them in that like Florida State, Texas tier of teams. If they Ooh. win big, I don't think they will. No. But- the breaks. They're beating I'm- an unranked team led by Graham Mertz, bro. Come on, I mean they they should yeah. win this game if they're. At all <laughs> close to that level. <laughs> what about come being Florida? Put them yeah, on the same on. level as Florida State and Texas over the two best wins of the season, Chad. Uh, I mean, it's that's just vibe. He was much better vibes. than last year. <laughs> no, I, I'm not Chad, as high Chad, as Tennessee was not State much better guys. than Florida State or LSU last year. They um, might have been the, way be better before Hennon Hooker. They, no. They, healthy Hennon Hooker. That Tennessee team destroys either of those teams last year. All right. And it, and I'm cutting you off. We're straying too far here. Yeah. I, I know. We're, we're talking about last year. All right. Third, you want me to get my third lock here, Johnny? Fire away, baby. All right. Here. We're, we're going back to the Bobcats of Ohio. Burn me in week one. Guess who's back? Curtis Work is back. They are home dogs. It's a little sleepy, sleepy noon spot. In Athens, Ohio, we got Iowa State coming to town, coming off a tough rivalry game where they they lost at home to their bitter bitter in state rival. Physical game didn't look very good either. Ugly. They game. looked terrible. I was going to yes. say actually, I, I bet on them. I watched some of this game. Unfortunately, yeah. watched some of it. I will not bet on Iowa State again. First and last no. time, they fucking suck. Dude, no, after their team is missing this because they were gambling at game. Oh my! They're God. not a good football team and. Curtis Work is going to be the best player in this game. I know I've already talked about him because I loved him in week zero. Well, but he's back. He he missed week, you know, most of week zero, missed their week one matchup. I, Ohio's actually playing their fourth game here. Um, and uh, he had a little tune up last week. And uh, I, I just love this spot for them. It's like I said, it's a sleepy noon spot. It's not going to be sleepy in Athens, Ohio. That's a MAC team, a lot of pride in that program. Only power five opponent. I, I bet that place is going to be. Bet that's going to be a sneaky little good environment there. Um, I just think home dogs, again, I'm like you, John. I, I watched Iowa State last year, or I'm sorry, last week. That's a bad football team. Curtis Rourke's the best player in the game. Give me plus three at home. Yeah, they. Uh, Ohio was my first team out, so I'll be betting on them, but not in the locks. I'd like that as well. 
I have one more. Does anyone else? I do as well. Do you want or you want me to go? I can go quick. Uh, 7.30, I'm taking Syracuse minus 2.5 on the road at Purdue. I just think Purdue kind of sucks, and I, I, I think Syracuse is a tough team with uh, Dino Babers at the, the helm. I and uh, the lines also move from Cuse plus two to Cuse minus two and a half. A lot of line movement there. I'll I'll take Cuse. Don't have much to add other than that. But based on what the market's saying, I just like Cuse in this spot. That's an interesting game. Oh, I, I'm I'm at that's an NBC spot too. So I, you know that'll be on. That should be a good one to watch. I'm going at the same time slot over on ABC for the first time since 2011, folks. The Backyard brawl between West Virginia and Pitts being held at Mountaineer Field at Milan Pusker Stadium in Morgantown, West Virginia. I remember JT. I, I don't know why I remember this game. JT Daniels threw a late pick six last year. They were up 31-24. Pitt goes down the field in the fourth quarter. Ties the game. JT, that was like an opening Thursday game. Yeah, it was a great game. I think it was the first Thursday game of the year. Yeah. Great game. West Virginia was up a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Pitt takes the ball down the field, next drive soars. JT Daniel throws a pick six under three minutes left. Pitt wins the game. Neil Brown, his son, went out on the field at one point, got some middle fingers from some Pitt fans. It just means more in the backyard brawl. This game's in Morgantown. They're at home. They opened at plus plus two, plus one. Dude, give me, the, give me West Virginia. Transparently, I got them at a PK on my book. I think they're plus one on some others right now. I like the Mountaineers a lot to uh, to get this one. Pitt just lost to, uh, uh, I think, a bottom four in the Big 12 Cincinnati team, too, at home. I don't think Pitt's very good. I think Pitt's going to be bringing up the rear in the ACC there with the uh, the Golden Eagles of BC. But give me the give me the West Virginia Mountaineers here, plus one. A team that a lot of people left for dead, too, in their conference. Yeah. They Johnny, fought Penn State. That game was closer than the final score that first week. Johnny, that was uh, if I pivoted off Washington, that was going to be where I went. I, I'm in agreement with you. First of all, great robbery. Looking forward to that. Honestly, maybe the game of the weekend. Um, and I was very impressed with West Virginia against Penn State. That offensive line is really good. Honestly, they got a, they got a couple pros up there. And um, that quarterback, I don't even know his first name, last name Green. Duke can run. I think it's Garrett Green. Good athlete. Um and Pitt, yeah, that was a really disappointing loss. This should be a fun one. I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing this one. The seven thirty yeah, ABC. Yeah. It's it's a good it's a good slot there. Garrett Green is correct. Um, I didn't bet on the Gamecocks guys. They play Georgia. We're on the road. We're in Athens. Three thirty CBS uh, SEC on CBS kickoff. Just would love to see the boys, you know, be competitive out there. Um, Maybe worth a, it's probably a money line sprinkle or bust for me, honestly. Get it done, Spence. Rattler's been a stud this year, by the way. Oh, that line's poor. Um, definitely concerned in this one. All right. Well, that's not much three in college football. football. Um, you know, maybe mix in a couple waters this week, get ready for week four, but there's wins to be had on the board. Hopefully, we gave out a a few more than we did last just, week because truthfully just a, a poor performance all the way around on the, from the fellows last week but we moved to the more exciting nfl week one uh even though i got killed in my bets and three of my fantasy teams lost shout out the dallas cowboys defense for dropping a 40 clip against me um just the nfl is just 
a different beast. I loved every second of it, the ups, the downs. Um, you like Falcons the NFL more than college football? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's a debate for another day. We don't, we don't have time for that right now. Yeah, but, yes, I do. Um, the Falcons get the job done. Uh, the Dolphins get the job done. The Steelers did the opposite of get the job done. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll throw it around the horn. Um, I'll start. I don't have, I don't have much to add on the Falcons win. It was really ugly. I hate how little we continue to use Desmond Ritter or not Desmond Ritter, Kyle Pitts and Drake London. Um, Despite Desmond Ritter finishing with a league-high passer rater of 111 and a league-high completion percentage of 83%, you can look that up. Desmond Ritter led the league in passer rater this week. Um, he is probably not the guy at the end of the day. Bijan Robinson looked great in his debut. Uh, a lot of Tyler Algier, which which I, did not surprise me. I mean, we, we love Tyler Algier. Jesse Bates... Incredible, impactful signing in the offseason. He's probably the sole reason we ended up winning that game by two scores. Uh, and, yeah, quite frankly, I felt like we were lucky to survive. Didn't feel like we ever really had control of the game, but at the same time, was confident we were going to win it in the end. Good week one. Could have been better, but, you know, not too disappointed in the Falcons' week one performance. It's a game we had to win. We did win it. And we move on to week two. We have the the upstart Packers, um, who I'll talk about a little bit later. Dave, the floor is yours. I bet on the Steelers. I watched every snap of that game. I won't put any words in your mouth. I'll 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 chat afterwards. But but what the hell is going through your head after that absolute bludgeoning from the San Francisco 49ers? I am just battered, beaten down, bruised, depressed. I mean. I got to be honest, that was one of the most abysmal performances I've ever seen from a, a Pittsburgh Steelers football team. Um, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I think it's a combination of, A, I mean, they had some of that preseason hype, right, which which I, I did say scared me. I did make that clear. It scared me. Um, and I think the 49ers, you know, I think it's a combination of, A, Pittsburgh's definitely not as good as people may have thought, and, B, San Fran might be the front runner in the NFC, arguably. Um which I was not buying going into the year because I didn't believe in Brock Purdy. But I think the thing with San Francisco that just keeps getting proven um, year after year is that Kyle Shanahan is just an amazing, amazing play caller, just an amazing offensive genius. Um, and th that offense just really runs itself. I mean, I'm pretty sure Chad could have gone 12 for 15 last week with 150 and two tutties against Pittsburgh. I mean, Give me a buck seventy-five, bro. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious though. Like, yeah, the, the Niners are amazing. Yeah, Pittsburgh looked horrible. Kenny Pickett, I'm so ashamed of and disappointed. Um, really hope that's. I really hope this is a blip, but the vibes are bad because Cam Hayward's getting surgery. Deontay Johnson's going to be out for a while. Um, vibes are really low right now in, in Pittsburgh. Vibes are really low, dude. No, it's bad. I've <laughs> yeah, never I, I wanted this to. Bad. That was a I wanted to say I felt like that was a a game that the Niners were a lot better than I was expecting and the Steelers were a lot worse, so I agree with you. It also seemed to me that Brandon Ayuk might have leveled up this offseason. I mean, that man was wide open. Nice catch. Every single Every third down, yeah. dude. Yeah, it was insane. It was insane. 
But yeah, I mean, quite frankly, I I I am still expecting Brock Purdy to fall off one of these games, and so much. you know, maybe he just isn't. I don't know. I'm still not a believer, but the guys look that system. I mean, we saw Jimmy G was pretty pretty damn efficient for for a long time yeah. there. Freaking, um, what's his name? Nick Mullins had his moments. <laughs> like, like they just it's he just they beat hard. Yeah, that's just a good beat hard. Bethard? It's Bethard. I know it's Bethard. Relax. Um, <laughs> you've never heard D. Todd's got a track record of uh, mispronunciation. Yeah. No, I, I, that, that, one, that one's intentional, I promise. Um, I think if you're a Steelers fan, you got to just hope that it was so bad that they just completely flush it and just pretend like the season starts next week. I mean, the depressing part for Pittsburgh is – I've, I've been saying – I mean, I don't know how many times I said this last year. I – Hate Matt Canada, our offensive coordinator, and it looked the exact same as last year. No one, like I just, I'm not going to get into it right now, but I hate Matt Canada. Um, I was really hoping to see a big step out of Kenny this year, uh, and I think what what you know, I don't think they're going to be worse than they were last year. I mean, they were you know eight and nine win team last year. I think they can probably be similar this year, but the expectations are different, right? Year two quarterback, like you expect to see a lead in year two, and I just we will so. Anyways, Pittsburgh sucked. Uh, let's give it to the Dolphins fans because uh... just 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 one thing I'll say about Matt Canada. I saw you ran four verts yeah. on the a fourth and line, yeah so. fourth yeah fourth and goal and on, or fourth and four or something. And and on that note, we talk about the exact opposite kind of an offense out in Miami. Uh, game of the weekend, maybe start saying the best week one game in NFL history took place in Los Angeles. The Miami Dolphins outlast the uh, San Diego Los Angeles Chargers, uh, 36-34. 36-36 because Jason Sanders decided to miss the PAT there on the last touchdown drive. Just get you – know, Jason, thanks for the 160 heart rate for the next, you know, five to seven minutes after that. Really appreciate, you, you know, your contributions. What a fucking game, Chad. That feels like the kind of game that we're – we're on the spotlight and we don't win. The the other game I think of that we did win was the Ravens. We came back by way more in that game. But man, that offense was I was gonna say that game felt e- eerily similar to the Ravens last year with a two a hype after the game man. and all that stuff. So that Tyree going nuts. Humming. Yeah. Um Mike McDaniel employed an offense that I don't think anyone's really ever seen. It's probably gonna be something that you see a lot of the copycats are gonna jump on. I think McVeigh was maybe doing a little bit with, uh, with Tutu Atwell and uh, Puka Nakua or whatever the other guy's name is out, out in uh, the other LA. But it's that the the motion he was creating from half halfway across the field. You know, he had the Tyreek Hill lined up as an H back multiple times, doing motion, just quick motions out to the side, and then he would that would open up space. The secondary for for the Chargers couldn't adjust to it. Guys were running open all game long because of the seam and then the speed on top of it. I mean, it's just it's just unfair how you defend that. Chad, what did you see? I mean, we were talking about this, Chad. We didn't even need to run the ball, but when we were in the first half, it was very effective. Um, Mike McDaniel's got a whole nother facet of this offense that we haven't even seen yet, which is exciting. Maybe a couple facets, but it was it was fun. It makes me sick how excited I am about this Dolphins team. Um, Dan Orlovsky said something months ago, and I couldn't stop thinking about it on Sunday. The more motion you have pre-snap on offense, the better your offense is going to run. And I just, 
you watch what Mike McDaniel did. You watch what Kyle Shanahan does with the Niners. It makes sense. I mean, I can't keep track of people out there. They're all over the place. Um, I'll cut it there. But defense will come. Vic Vangio's first year, it's evident, you know, from listening to some of the defensive guys after the game, they're not really worried about it. That makes me feel very good because the defense wasn't pretty. I mean, I, I thought they actually played probably, well down the stretch, though. Well, the last drive, they finally started blitzing. They were just trying to get home, you know, not not blitzing anyone. That wasn't working. I could have run for probably 4.2, 4.3 yards of carry. Um, but but it, it'll come. Christian Wilkins sat out most of the preseason. He was better in the second half. Bradley Chubb fucking sucks. I said it from day one. We'll continue to say it. Um, Jalen Phillips is really good. He's one of the best young defensive players in football. And then they just got guys secondary that I, you know. I think I don't think Bradley Chubb sucks. I think he he is uh, so bad. I, he doesn't suck though. I mean, he was getting he was generating. What I really thought was holding multiple times. I mean, it seemed like he had he had elbows being wrapped around his neck on multiple pass rushes. I, I they weren't calling much, but um, give him give him a little more time. You know, I I know you don't like what you're seeing, but he might be causing some some issues for the offensive line that you're not taking into account. I I would say to your point, pre step motion. It's not all created equal. I think there is some pre step motion that you know gets predictable. Where you can kind of shift your you shift your secondary around if you see someone coming across the line of scrimmage all the way, gives the defense more time to react to it. But Mike was doing these half things where it, it, the motion was so quick to the snap count that you weren't able to the defense couldn't switch. So he was his motion was just a little bit different than what you're used to with the frequency he was doing it because um, you can't shift your whole secondary over if you're if you're just seeing you know Tyreek moving for a second and a half. The thing stood out to me watching it. I was impressed that. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say I was impressed at how how fast. Uh, I don't know if it was by design or just to himself. How fast he was getting the ball out. Um, I don't. I still don't think their O line is 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 great, but um, it, he was not getting pressured that much, and I think a lot of that had to do with the fact he was he was getting that ball out fast, and even even despite the fact he was getting the ball out fast, they were still throwing it downfield, which is is rare. So. Um, if they can keep that up, I think they got legit chance. Sacked, sacked zero times in that that third and ten on the last drive they scored on. He stepped up in the pocket and just delivered a pinpoint through a keyhole ball to Tyreek there. What, was it yards. spectacular? Spectacular. Just got me really going. I think I jumped up almost touched the ceiling with my fist bump on that on that completion. Chad, yeah, they were they, they were probably the most them and the Cowboys were probably the most impressive. Teams of the week, in my opinion, Niners and, and Niners. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I mean, the other. I was gonna say the other results that stood out to me about the Browns beating the piss out of the Bengals. I think that surprised a lot of people. Um, the biggest one Dude, those, to me was those AFC North. Those AFC North games, like I just don't even know what to expect in them. Like they're so yeah. just they're, messed up and unpredictable. Yeah. I mean, the big one for me, I know, Connor, you, this hurt you too, the Seahawks laying an absolute egg at home to the Rams. I, I mean, I got to eat a lot of crow here because I I said I thought the Rams might be the worst team in football this year and they're running for the first overall pick. 
shows you how much venated I am. Um, I mean, Stafford looked fucking like prime Stafford, just tossing the ball around the yard to, to Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell. Like, Jesus. Um, and what, what the Seahawks had getting two touchdowns? Yeah, didn't the Seahawks have like literally 10 yards going like, with like a couple minutes left? Like, they, they didn't do anything in the second half. They had a lead at halftime. And just, I think they had. They had, they had two yards at some point in the fourth quarter. Like two, two second half quarter. yards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what a letdown. They should be United. embarrassed. I mean, yeah. that, was, that was actually embarrassing. I wagered many dollars on the Seahawks. I had them in Survivor. Yeah. Just absolute shame that they, they went out there and did that. Geno Smith, you know, we're all crowning him as a great quarterback. He might suck again. I don't know. Yeah. He looked absolutely <laughs> I terrible. I took him live twice. I took him live twice. I took a yeah. hit with that. Um, yeah. And I'll I be honest, I don't even think – I didn't even come out of that game being like the Rams are, you know, way better than I expected. I truthfully think the Seahawks were just atrocious. I mean – I mean, you just – you have you have Woolen, who is one of the best corners in the league last year, and you're like Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua each go for 100-plus yards. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. I mean, what stood out to me was uh, – Matt Stafford looked healthy, and he was slinging that damn thing yes. around the yard. Like, he really did. And I did not expect that because he looked so washed last year. And he got beat up last year, and he wasn't healthy. Um, and I thought their O-line was going to be horrible again. I mean, they've had no draft picks. They had no money to spend. I, I was absolutely shocked by by that game. Um, did not expect that. So uh, The Broncos should also yeah. be ashamed with their performance. Uh I mean, the Raiders are bad. I don't care if they won that game. You're letting Jimmy G scramble for a first on a crucial third and seven is just horrendous play all around. Good for Jimmy G. I hope Jacoby Myers is all right. He had a great game. And just absolutely blanked at the end of that game. I, I don't know if he's going to play in this week, but um, Devontae Adams, he looked good. Per usual. Uh, Jimmy G looked like Jimmy G. Max Crosby's really good, but yeah, those were the two games where I was like, and the the Niners Steelers, where I was just absolutely lost at what was going on. Got crushed. Um, Buck Bucks getting their big road win over the Vikings too. I think they're six six and a half point dogs. Baker, man, Baker to, uh, was playing with attitude out there. Good for him. He improved the three three one and uh, first starts with a new team. So I am. Um... Two straight years out on week one in Survivor. Minnesota Vikings, see you later, Clemens. Better luck. What? What? You know what? I got too much going on anyway. I didn't want to be involved. What a fucking joke that team is. I think I talked them up at one point in the offseason, too. Vikings suck. Absolutely suck. Um, I was staying in the division. Thoroughly impressed by the Packers, um, but more impressed by the Detroit Lions. What a great win to open the year on Thursday night at, on the road against the Chiefs. Chiefs shot themselves in the foot thanks to uh, the Kadarius Tony gun. But Detroit, that is a big win for Dan Campbell. Yeah. Aiden Hutchinson's the reveal, man. He, he is, is good. That team plays with grit. They have a culture there. Um, yeah, I like what Detroit's doing. On the Packers note, Jordan Love, obviously, really impressive. Packers were really impressive. But honestly, I think the Bears and Justin Fields are in for a long season. That is a bad roster that people forget was the worst team in football last year. 
they refuse to play to Justin Fields' strengths. I don't think he had more than five designed runs that game. I mean, Chicago might not win more than two or three games this year. And I'm sorry, Chad, but this this might be it for Fields as the Bears starting quarterback. And it might not even be his fault necessarily. Also, I just want to shout out Chase Claypool for making it clear that he has no interest in playing in an NFL football game. Um, just yeah, like horrendous to, oh on his part. I would like to thank Ryan Poles, a, a fellow uh, Rochesterian, um, for giving, a, giving Pittsburgh a number 32 pick for him in this year's draft. So He's bad. Thank you. He yeah. definitely <laughs> does not want to block. That is that is for sure. He no. barely wants to go out and run a route, but he definitely doesn't want to block. Yeah, I'm so glad I got it. But yeah, my takeaway from that game was that Packers are good, but Bears are really, really bad. Uh, we'll see if they they play the Bucks, who the Bucks are a favorite this week, which is hilarious. But um, and one other game I wanted to touch on, uh, I do think Cowboys are really good, and I don't think the Giants are especially good. But I think that was one of the flukiest, like most absurd games from the start that. I don't think the Giants are 40 points worse than the Cowboys is, is what no. I'm saying. I mean, that game just got, got effed up from that block kick to start and it just spiraled. Um, I do want to talk, talk about, about last game. Yeah, I was going to say. That um, was wild. So, <laughs> so first off, um, wishing Aaron Rodgers a speedy recovery. That absolutely fucking sucks that we that lost like, one speedy, of the biggest stories. Yeah, there's nothing speedy about <laughs> Nothing speedy about an Achilles or a yeah. old yeah, that sucks, well, that does suck. That sucked. I mean, it takes a lot of juice out of the Jets, even though they won yeah. last night. That that was going to be a fun storyline all year. But I mean, the Bills just—I don't know what is is happening with them. I don't know what's good with Josh Allen. I don't know if Brian Dable was that good. There should they should be legitimately concerned. I would disagree. I think Josh, I mean, Josh, you know, the turnovers in the second half. Look, man, Josh is, I think he's still as talented as they come. He's a risk taker. He can win you any ball game, but he's going to lose some stupid ones like this. It was bad last night um, in the second half, but I, I, if I'm a Bills fan, I'm not worried. I mean, it's it's not even Josh necessarily. I mean, I, I, that O-line is bad, like really bad. Or is that Jets defense damn good, which which everyone they are damn the good. I mean, when you make it to the playoffs, you're going to be playing against some damn good defenses, and I don't know if that O line's going to yeah. stand up. I got a yeah. I got a few things. One, I don't think the Bills make any noise this year when when it when it matters come January. Two, I think the biggest concern with Josh Allen sub bullet 2a josh allen gets way too many mulligans and way too much benefit of the doubt i just heard it from you guys just now he's got to have some of the blame for the challenges they faced and the fact they haven't won anything important and he's just he puts himself in these positions where he does not run out of bounds he does not slide he that's loves my biggest it. he that's my biggest worry it. with him yeah he's he's on the cam newton path where once 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 these injuries and this these hits start to catch up with him it's gonna be a sharp decline and he's not going to come back. And and I just see him down that Cam Newton path. They are the same player. I, I agree with you, John. That's my biggest – if I'm a Bills fan, I mean, he took some absolute shots last night. The dude has got to learn to protect himself because you're right. Those hits are going to 
He got concussed. He slammed his head on the yeah, turf yeah. at one point. Definitely he, got and he seeks out contact because he's a big dude and he can, like, he's physical and he's tough. And but like, bro, you're the franchise so, quarterback. What, what, get out of bounds. Yeah. Like, it is not sounds, worth that. Like, sounds like what's Cam he doing Newton? hurdling a defender on like yeah, first and ten when he's like six yards from the line? I mean, sounds he's like not even Cam. going for the first down. He, he's actually got to relax, bro. If, I, if I'm a Bills fan, that's the scariest thing is the fact that. It seems like he just plays with reckless abandon. So part of makes him so fun to watch. But like, bro, that shit's gonna catch up, like you said, John. They're, he took some shots last night. He's been doing. I've been. He's been doing this since last year. It was very noticeable. I mean, he is just not being smart with his body. And I think that three interceptions and some of these poor decisions are. It's related. It's he's getting his head knocked around a little bit. Come on now, it it, it has an effect over time. Like it's, uh, it's a situation to monitor. I would be concerned. It, the Bills. Fan, it also personally. almost feels like um, it just feels like maybe that that McDermott Allen Brandon Bean connection is just working. run out. Yeah, I mean at some point they just their peak. Yeah, they hit their peak and it wasn't the Super Bowl. You know, that, I think that's how I'm viewing. But it. hey, it, it's it's only week one, long season. But I agree, they got to clean some things up fast. I- I think it that was the best case scenario for the Dolphins because I think the Jets are dead, even though uh, Brees Hall and GW are fantastic. They can't; they're not going to have success without Rodgers. Um, and you get a game on the Bills, who I, I I'm with Dave. Bills are beyond fine in my eyes. Um, let's recap our picks quickly, and then we're going to get into our locks. Get out of here. Um, Messier starts three and zero. Listen, folks, I told you, week one, get on those primetime unders. I went three for three on them. Um, and then my other – one of them wasn't a lock. My other lock was Miami minus three. I won all over the place. Um, only downhill from here. <laughs> only downhill from here. Um, I had a one and two week. Only win on the Jags. Uh, which got real, really hairy at the end there. Um, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, so, so shout out to Jags. Um, and by the way, the Colts are idiots. They mismanaged that so bad. I mean, the fact that they didn't just kick three there. Um, oh, I was so happy so- they didn't, but yeah, I agree. I know, yeah, but yeah, like, I, like yeah. if you're actually trying to to like send that game to overtime, you sh- absolutely should be taking that field. Well, I'm not going to get into this, but anyways – Bad start for Steichen. Um, although Richardson, honestly, looked pretty good, man, for the most part. Um, Him and Steichen are a good fit. I think they're going to be used a lot like Jalen Hurts. So Exactly, exactly. And I think that's the blueprint. And I, I do think uh, we've already talked about it. Could has a chance to be a spectacular quarterback down the line. Um, outside of that, I mean, we already talked about the Seahawks. They should be absolutely ashamed of themselves. What an egg they laid. And uh, the Chiefs, um, <laughs> Kadarius Tony, man, like like single handedly had a huge impact on the game. So, um, yeah, I don't feel like I, I honestly feel like I was on the right side of that that Chiefs game. Um, shit happens, and uh, yeah, the Seahawks was a total stinker. So rough start, but yeah, I uh, one and two for myself. Steelers, they didn't even get off the bus. Um, <laughs> I wanted to use the Falcons, but I didn't. They actually won in coverage, believe it or not. Uh, the Broncos, I already talked about. They they didn't have it. Uh, Browns were my my only win on the day. 
that one was was sweat free but yeah not not start we were looking for but we bound, we can go up from here and uh we could go a little bit down yeah. but we're gonna go up i was one and two um packers were a great hit my other two i picked three cute bets and went one and two on that's how it goes patriots and steelers didn't work out but i won a lot of money on the dolphins man i really did i had a great nfl sunday not the locks but really just the dolphins i kept i had live betting them man that was huge yeah couldn't stop it would have been a real bad bad sunday night if they didn't win that one yeah well i mean you could have chased your losses with a giants plus three and a half ticket like i did so that was i had them as a fine leg of a 300 some dollar parlay yeah well you got to go to bed early you got to go to bed real early um okay so locks uh anybody have the thursday night game i okay on to you. You're going to take the under. Because off, game. Yeah, go just say it, Ed. Yeah. I'm taking over 39 and a half in this game. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, the yeah. Thursday night game is a 49. 48. Point. It's 48 and a half, man. What are you? What Chad's going to take the Chad's going to take the all over 39 at minus 2,000. Are you it. looking at the Steelers <laughs> game? It's Vikings Eagles. Um, I don't want to make an impulse decision. Someone else start. I need to reevaluate. What the hell just happened? What was that? <laughs> he was definitely looking at a different game. Um, all right. I will start. Um, they're coming off a loss. They just signed Chris Jones. Travis Kelsey might play. Give me Kansas City minus three. Uh, I just too short for me. They're going to Jacksonville playoff rematch. I don't see Mahomes losing two in a row, and I see them winning. By three, yeah. Everyone, am I worried about it? Yeah, I am. But they're every gonna win. single person on the action app. There's ten of them on the Chiefs that I'm getting alerts for and zero on the Jags. Just saying. It's early in the week, you know. Sharp. We're getting it in is, there. We're sharp money. It is the sharps. Um, I can go next. We just, you guys, just shit on them. I, I think they raised a lot of good points. I think they played way above their talent level last year, and uh. Detroit's going to pound them at home, minus five and a half. Lions over Seahawks. Detroit thrives in that 1 p.m. slot. I just think that they put up a good 38 points or so this game, and I don't think Seattle keeps up. I'm uh, tempted to take the over in this game. I don't know if you guys remember, these two teams played last year, and I think it was like 40 to 35 or something like that. Um, 48-45, Seattle won. That yeah, makes me love Detroit even more because I forgot that yeah. they won that. Um. So I'm surprised they're playing in Detroit two two years in a row, but um, I was actually looking at Seattle a little bit. I am snake bit, and I'm I'm nervous about it, and it, I don't know if I want to touch it. I was also had the same thought, but I, I can't. That Seattle really pissed me off so bad last week. I need it. I need at least a week break from them. Love the Lions. Love the Lions in the spot. Love, I think they take love, care of us. <laughs> um, all right, my first lock for me. Keep me the Bills minus eight and a half. Um, I think this is going to be a pissed off team. I think Josh Allen's going to be pissed off for the way he played in the second half. I think they are a way better football team than the Raiders. I do not believe in Jimmy. Um, it's in Buffalo. Crowd's going to be juiced up. Um, I, I think they could go in there and just beat the brakes off the Raiders. A um, little concerned. Like Max Crosby is the type of game breaker. And, and you know, we talked about the Bills O line. Maybe being a little suspect, but 
I think Buffalo is going to come in pissed off, and um, I, I think they win by 10 plus. Um, I'll just go ahead and add in that the Bills are also one of my locks. So there you go. Cheers. You guys are together in both, both, uh, scary, Connor. scary. We got two, two locks. We're on the same page on Chad. What do you got for us? Are you re- recouped? I have, um, there were some organizational issues with my notes there. Uh, 30 and nine and a half is for another, another game. Um, Let's rewind back to Thursday night. I'm still in on the over 48 and a half in, <laughs> in Minnesota, Philly. Um, Philly's offense is still phenomenal. Um, and Minnesota also a bounce back spot. Jordan Addison, I saw all I needed to there last week, combined with Justin Jefferson. They will put up points, um, and it happens here. This is, a, this is a fucking shootout we're in store for Thursday night. I'm excited for it. Give me over 48. Okay, I will go next. I believe I'm the only one with two left. Overreaction number on the road, it should not be this high in the division either. Rams plus eight at home against the Niners. Too many points. Too many points. I think Rams don't lose by more than four if they lose at all. This could be your Brock Purdy, where are you game? That's what this could be. I think the Rams might make some noise. Actually, I'm kind of in on them after the week one showing. I already best. have two, so skip me this time around. All right. Um, it's coming to me. We all have one left. Dave, you have two? Already done two? I've got two left. you got two left. Okay. Messi, do you have two left or one left? I have one left. I have two left. Okay. This this feels gross, but give me the Chargers minus three. On the road at Tennessee. I don't like it. I'm going to be honest. I don't like it. But I think everyone's going to be on Tennessee. I think the Chargers just straight up are a better football team. Um, obviously went toe-to-toe with, with Miami last week. I think that offense, led by obviously Justin Herbert, they can run the ball. Um, they got weapons. I think the defense, I mean, Tennessee really just kind of a letdown last week at, at New Orleans. I don't know. Something is just telling me it's gross. But something is telling me that the Chargers minus three are a lock this week. Yeah, the uh, that line's a little spooky. It is. Yeah, that's that's what's that's what's drawn me to it. Something is telling me the Chargers minus three. Don't know. All right, uh, lock number two. I'm going to go to Sunday afternoon. Give me over. 39 and a half. This is where my over 39 and a half comes from. Jets, Cowboys. Um, this line is low, obviously, with the Rodgers news. And I'm not high on the Jets rest of season. But, I mean, the Jets and Dallas are better than 39 and a half. That's just a bad line by Vegas. They, they like, I'll tell Vegas now they messed up. Um, the Jets, I, I, we'll see what Zach Wilson does. Um, but, You've got really good weapons there. Dallas, I know they put up 40 a little bit, you know, phony, but they still have a, a really good offense uh, over 39 and a half. This is e- free money. I, I'll be honest. I think Vegas just sucked the hell out of you, man. You saw sub 40. You said there's no way they don't score 40 points. I think Zach Wilson might get sacked 12 times in this game. Um, now, granted, 
that could turn into turnovers and quick points. So maybe that helps you out. But I this is a game that I was I was tempted to take the Jets, but I don't think there's any way I touch a side or a total in this one. It's just I don't know what the hell is gonna happen. I just uh, yeah though I was I'm with you. I thought about the Jets strictly because of that defense. I think I just think their defense is capable of when I mean, we saw it last night, capable of keeping a Zach Wilson led team <laughs> in a game because they can just get stops, get off the field in third downs, create turnovers, et cetera. Um and Dallas coming off a four year win, you know, I don't know. I thought about the Jets as well, but I'm staying away. Yeah, I'm a little bit worried that the Jets might have used all their uh like their juice, their adrenaline in that game, and, and it's a little bit of letdown, but I agree that Cowboys also let down spot. Um, all right, my third pick. I'm sorry, Dolphins fans. I'll take the Pats plus two and a half at home. Mac Jones looked better than I was expecting before the season. The offense looked a lot better under Bill O'Brien than uh, Matt Patricia. Dolphins come out, out off that huge win. I think everyone's going to be high on the Dolphins. Just seems like a classic Patriots spot at home. Nobody's expecting them to win. They come out and get it done in an ugly one, maybe 24-20, 27-24, something like that. You know, Connor, what an unacceptable bet by you. We are known as this positive, inclusive podcast that supports one another, supports one another's teams, and you're hey, you, up you here need losses early in the season back like this. Oh. This loss could be good for the team in the long run. Maybe exposes some flaws early, you know? You never know. And hey, maybe the Dolphins win by one. Maybe they win by two. As long as they don't win by three, that's me. fine. I um I'm comfortable with block battling you. I got Dolphins minus two and a half as my last one. I think that's a little bias creeping in there. It's gonna they're I biased is I... in the show notes, isn't it? We're not, we're all biased. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Listen, I, I just do not think that New England can keep up. I, I, I think it's uh, you're trying to do what I did with the Pats last week. You're trying to get too. Cute. And it should, it, it, it should have worked last week. To your defense, they should have covered that game, but they didn't. I like Miami a lot to win this one big. Okay, Dave, you have your third one. Yeah, this. This could be an iGow type of game. I don't care. It isn't anymore because I'm taking it as a lock. <laughs> Give me the Texans. Home dogs, the Colts. Why are the Colts favorite on the road? Honestly, I thought Houston played pretty solid last week on the road at Baltimore. The defense was pretty impressive. They got to Lamar. They kind of limited the damage. I mean, he was he he threw for a buck seventy. They couldn't really run the ball. Um C.J. Stroud versus Anthony Richardson, a little bit of intrigue there. Honestly, I believe in Nico Ryans and just kind of the culture he's building in Houston. They're at home. I don't think they should be home dogs. I think, if anything, you know, I, I'm not as surprised to see them as dogs here. And, um, yeah, I, I like I like the Texans in this spot. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's not a lock, but Houston was one of my first ones out. Um, yeah, despite losing by, I don't know what they ended up losing, 16, by 20 to the Ravens. 16, Raven, yeah. I, um, I mean, I thought Stroud obviously looked like a rookie, but I thought the rest of the team played pretty tough against yeah. a good Ravens team. I think we would agree they're, they're a good team. I thought the defense looked good. So I was also very surprised to see them as as dogs. 
I'm also going to steal an iGal candidate um, as a lock. And at this point, I'm just going to say this is a vibes play. I, Vegas got screwed by me last week with the amount of success I had on the unders. And they've, they've overcompensated with some of these lines. Give me over 38 in Washington, Denver. Um, <laughs> like I Messi, said. Messi, if you don't stop picking totals, I'm going to slide you. Like I said, it's a vibe play, and Vegas overreacted. Offenses were down across the board. I made money. Um, they've gone down too far, so so give me the over there. There is like four total in the 30s this week, which is kind of surprising. I thought you were going to take the over in New York and Arizona, which I, just, I don't know about that one, man. <laughs> there is some oh. low totals this week. Yeah, so, uh, John, I think – you gave all three with the Dolphins, or you got one more? I gave all three. I was going to say that New York, Arizona might be the eye gal. Yeah. Just I agree. The, I hate it for the Giants. You know, I think they could be frisky this year, but when you put up zero and then you go against a team as bad as Arizona, you just land in the eye gal slot. Uh, that is the 405. You look at the 405 as kind of the weaker of the, uh, the 4 o'clock. The 425 usually packs more punch. Um, so I think that this is a, an incredibly appropriate eye gal. Last week certainly was. I didn't watch the snap of Arizona and the Commanders, and I will not watch the snap of New York, Arizona, unless it's on red zone. Um, and with that, I think I think Chicago, Tampa would like a word as well, but I'm fine with Arizona. Tampa, Tampa, Tampa had a big upset win, and I think Chicago is relevant enough because of how much of a dumpster fire, uh, based on expectations coming in the year that was against the Packers. Just everything about it, you know, rivalry I mean, game. Atlanta Green Bay could make a case for an eye gal. They're no, one of kind of intrigued by that game. Stop, stop it. Yeah, stop no, that Chad, you're wrong stop on that. Um, Those are yeah. potentially two division winners in the NFC. No, I'll tell you what, first cut for me. Atlanta home dogs. I was thinking about it. Oh, I, I love I love Atlanta in that spot. Love them. I was thinking, which makes it. me hate them almost. Yeah, Des Ritter's the what scared me off there. Give me Boys over forty in the eye gal. I like the Giants um, minus six. Yeah. Connor, I don't know if you'd be a stack guy for me here, too. I'm just saying, just going to throw this out there. I don't think anyone's going to bet on Pittsburgh this week. Home dogs in a primetime spot. And they shouldn't. No one should feel good about doing that. I'm just saying, Mike Tomlin tends to win these games. So, just saying. I think you'd be surprised, games. dude. I, I think a lot of people have caught on to the – Anytime you count out the Steelers, they they win games. Um, it's You're probably, real, it's, probably right. It's real early in the week. Um, I'm pulling up the percentages. Steelers are getting 44% of the bets, 64% of the money. Um, so getting a little bit of sharp action. But, yeah, I would expect that to close probably like 60-40, 65-35, something like that. That's Giants. your Monday night game. It's going to be a physical AFC North bloodbath, I think. Um, Take the over there. Pittsburgh bounce back. I, I, I'm just going to have to stay away because, I mean, I was so emotionally hurt last week by Pittsburgh. Don't even care about my bet. It's just I, I just want to see some life out of them here. So I, I'm not touching it. I'm just saying. Have been trying giant spread in the iGal game. Been trying to say that for three minutes, but I finally got it in, dude. Finally got it in. Um. Yeah, the high gal Giants. I think they win by a lot. Honestly, that, that's borderline a lock for me. I I'm with 
with you on that. I feel like it's just Four such an overreaction on both sides, but yeah. The one thing my, I want to use my, my last call to say, play these goddamn first string offenses in the preseason more. I mean, some of these teams came out last week so unprepared. We got quarterbacks playing like dust that are usually good. Scores down across the league. It's not fun for me. It's not fun for any of the viewers. It's not. It's maybe fun for Vegas because they took advantage of us. But or other me. than that, it's fun for Chad because he likes the unders. But I mean, seriously, like let's week one might as well just be a preseason. We at this point, we always see fucked up results. We see these insane upsets, horrible performances in week one, which then leads to people thinking like two is Joe Montana and other people thinking Josh Allen is Jeff Garcia. I mean, just, just let the guys get some reps in Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, I agree um, with you. Yeah. Last call for me. We didn't even touch on it in the college uh, preview, but Penn state opening up big 10 play on the road at Illinois. Looking forward to that one. I'll actually be out in Las Vegas this weekend for work. So I got a 9 a.m. pick out there. It's going to be a great start to the day. Um, let's go Nits. And I'm obsessed with Drew Aller. If Kenny Pickett doesn't look better this week, I am all aboard Pittsburgh absolutely tanking this year and next year just to make sure they get Drew Aller in 2025. I swear to God. Wow. That's a big statement. I said it. I'm happy for you either way. You know, really That's excited for your future. That's my last call. Um, my last call is uh, keep an eye on Spencer Rattler. Gamecocks money line sprinkle. That's all I got. Chad, <laughs> who, um, who does Ohio State play this week? Eastern Eastern California State University? Western Kentucky. They're uh, good. Okay. They got a good offense. Ohio State is allergic to playing good teams in their first three games ever. They never they did. They opened the season against Notre Dame last year. What are you talking about? Two yeah. years ago, they lost yeah. to the Oregon. How did, how did Notre Dame finish last year, huh? They lost to Marshall at home. They they Three lost. Four, right? Yeah, they were an average team last year. It's like everyone does it. We don't need to do this argument right now. Everyone everyone does it. Ohio State uh, is playing Notre Dame right now. So. And, and you know what? Teams schedule this game 10 years in advance. You don't really know who the hell is going to be good. So, um Anyways, I, I got to go eat, boys. I got to go eat dinner. Yeah. Hey, you That's go do that. Is anyone else um, afford this? Or? Hopefully we'll, the we'll Steelers eat a little bit more this weekend. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Go Dolphins, go Steelers, go Falcons. Good luck with all your bets this weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. Production by AJ Bradbury.